Hey, it's Charlie from the Pony and Dumb Game. Don't talk cultural experience, please, and me. We missed the first time around. This time we didn't miss the first time around, but December was such a slog we decided to treat ourselves. Yeah. December was an awful April in December of this year's fortnight. <laughs> one of our favoriteest movies, The Great Muppet Caper Yay. from 1981. Yeah! But, yeah, but still set in the 70s. Yeah. Even down to, like, the film stock or filters they used on the camera, everything's all kind of blurry. It looks like a tampon commercial from, like, 1975. Um, and even <laughs> the, the music... The very 70s. Like, the music... I know that the idea that, like, the the Electric Mayhem are, like, a bunch of hippies and stuff like that, but, like, the music doesn't even sound hippie. Like, when they're driving Kermit to, the, to his date with the uh, piggy... It's all like, it's more disco yeah. than anything else, yeah. I love that music, though, because it's, it's, it's like a little kid's idea of what, like, hardcore funky-sounding music is, but, yeah. Um, so what's yeah. your history with it? You, you chose this. Uh, you're, this is one of those things where we're breaking format a little bit by just indulging in something we've seen before. So, yeah, what's your history with The Great Muppet Caper? Why did you choose that this, uh, for this week's episode? Uh, I hadn't seen it in probably, like, I don't know, 25, 30 years. But I watched it all the time back when we had a VHS of it. It's really been that long since you've seen it. Yeah, That's since I sat down and, and watched the whole dang dong thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't remember watching it again, but I might have. I mean, it's probably been at least a decade since I've seen it. Because, I mean, yeah, especially if you did grow up watching it enough, it's not like you're going to be like, I got to watch that every week or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's the Grey Mopa Caper. It's, it's a good-ass Muppet movie because... It's a Muppet movie yeah. from there. Sorry for being quiet Early for a moment. Point. I'm pulling this up on, actually, uh, I forgot to fire it up by um, going into Disney Plus just like watching along while we're talking about stuff. Oh, um, yeah, you know, I did. Well, I guess you're younger enough than me than you. God, wait, what year were you born? 80. 80, so you were a year old when this came out. Um, I was. I This this is probably one of the first movies I ever saw in a movie theater as a mm. kid. My grandma. Uh, took me to see this when I was six years old, and this is one of the first experiences I ever remember from being a kid, like being in the movie theater and like being excited with the popcorn in my hand and getting ready for the movie to start. And I remember like we stopped by, was it Burger King that had the uh, Muppet Caper glasses? We like stopped by Burger King on the way home, mm-hmm. and I grew up with <laughs> the Muppet Caper. It's funny to think my memory of this movie is much of the Burger King glasses that is the movie itself, but. But yeah, this, if you're a little kid, and like one of the first movies you see in a movie theater is a Muppet movie that's, you know, all like breaking the fourth wall, that's a good way to get broken into like what movies can be like in a movie theater, because like it's any movie, Muppet movie is going to be kind of chaotic and fourth wall breaking and stuff. I'm glad you chose this. This, uh, yeah, I I had not seen it as long as you had, but the terrible thing is... (laughs) I've always mm. kicked and screamed about how The Great Muppet Keeper is the secret best Muppet movie, because everyone, especially fucking millennials, all the younger people, uh, they mm. all fucking love that fucking Muppet Christmas Carol, which I didn't see until just a couple uh. years ago, and which we did for the podcast. Mm. And I was like, you know what, The Great Muppet uh, Christmas Carol, <laughs> God, there's too many Muppet movies with the letter C in it. The Great Muppet Christmas Carol. What the fuck am I talking about, Bill? Wake up. <laughs> That's what it's called. Uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol was good, but I was like, you know, it's not as good as that Great Muppet Caper. And like now I'm watching the Great Muppet Caper, and I'm like, oh man, this isn't as good as Muppet Christmas Carol. Maybe the maybe the maybe the children are right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, no. It's not bad. 
No, it's not bad at no, all. No, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's a good times, but like <laughs> it's a little <laughs> slow. It's, it's a little slow, and it relies a little too much on like, hey, it's this English. It's Peter Ustinov. Who who gives a shit about who Peter Ustinov is? But, um, but yeah, even I even the cameo guest stars are not quite as good as like other Muppet movies. <laughs> For some reason, I remember there being a lot more. Yeah, I only recognize Peter Falk, John Cleese. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Um, I guess a Peter couple... Ustinov. I, I, I know the name. I don't even fuck it. Peter, I'm, I'm looking at the list of the guest stars in this what movie. What are you talking now. about? He's the guy that did Prince John in the animated... Oh, yeah, of course I would recognize his face from that one Disney cartoon. <laughs> oh, the face-wise. Oh, yeah. man, which is funny, because... So, wait, he, which, which character did he do, did he do in Robin Hood? The lion guy? Prince John. Prince John. Is that the lion guy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know Robin Hood. All I know is that everyone wants to fuck Robin Hood, and he's got Baloo. How do you not, wait. Fake Baloo is his not, friend. How do you not know? Should, do we need to do Robin Hood next week? <laughs> Apparently, since you're like, you don't know it. Oh, I mean, I know there's Sexy Fox, there's Fake Baloo, there's Thumb Sucking Lion. Is that the s hypnotic snake, isn't that? Who are you? <laughs> oh no, because it's I forgot because there. I didn't know there was a human being in our age bracket that didn't know the movie backwards and forwards. I, my sexual dimensions, that my, my my demented sexuality didn't come from Robin Hood. It came from other sources. Unlike everyone else I know, who they were all de sexually defined by Robin Hood. Oh, that's right, because like Robin Hood was like after, like it's one of those movies that's recycling a lot of animation from, like uh, the 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 animal caper. No, what the animal book? The Jungle Book. Oh God! I really did. <laughs> I'm still having a drink. You've been working too hard. Bill. I, that's the other thing. We were just talking on the podcast before we started. I've been working really hard this week. Um, but no, that's Jeez. why. That's why there's like fake blue and there's fake Ka the Snake from the Jungle Book because I guess they were reusing enough uh, animation that they were like, well, we might as well just kind of make the characters kind of look like a lot of the characters from the Jungle Book. Uh, the terrible thing is I only know about the hypnotic snake because there's a- I've seen people have fetishes online where it's like, ooh, I'd like to imagine that hypnotic snake from- the hypnotic snake is from the Jungle Book, but his character mm. design is like- it's essentially the same character, but he doesn't hip- Wait, no, doesn't he hypnotize Prince John into doing his bidding it's, and- It's- it's not the same snake because the one in the Jungle Book is huge uh, and is the one it? in- yeah, okay. the one in Robin Hood is just a lithe little guy. <laughs> what the hell did we get start talking about this? Uh, <laughs> anyway. All because of Peter used to die. Peter Ustadon. <laughs> we might actually, you know, I'm gonna, I am gonna write down Robin Hood, just even if we don't do it next week, that's definitely... Okay, I, I've literally sat, I think maybe a couple years ago with my friend a Annie, she made me sit down and watch Robin Hood all the way through, and I just just kind of bounced off. I thought it was, the soundtrack's great, I like the singing chicken. Shut up. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Peter Snuff, yeah, yet yeah, I, I uh, Peter Falk and John Cleese are the only people I really recognized this and Yeah. Um Oh no, I, well he's not a guest star, but like he's fucking um who's the main guy? Uh, Charles Grodin. Mm-hmm. I mean it's what I know I mean it's more that I know Charles Grodin from this movie and, and then he's appeared in other things after this, but um his fucking character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time you you do that joke, cause this is the, it's the you, you you've done that joke often where you'll be like breathing down someone's neck and like it's like the, the criminals are breathing down your neck. These are not. Cause you do the whole little dance neck. and everything too. That weird like head jiggle <laughs> that he does. <laughs> you perfectly encapsulate his entire thing in that moment in that movie. 
Um, yeah, it's. I made the note later, but yeah, Charles Grodin is so good in this, it makes you forget he was in the Beethoven movies. Oh god, I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, yeah. I guess it's Diana Reg. She played, um, what was it, Emma Peel from the Avengers TV show from back in the day? Um, mm. I forgot that she's she also, also... <laughs> yeah? She's also the one that killed uh, Joffrey. Yeah, that's, oh, I didn't know you knew your Game of Thrones, that's what I was going to say. Oh, God, that's right. She did whack Joffrey. I, I was reading last night about how she never like watches anything she's in half the time, like even like Game of Thrones. She only saw the episodes that she was in, and even after her character got whacked off in uh, Game of Thrones, like she just stopped watching. So she's like, I don't know how that show ended. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. <laughs> um, yeah, so fucking, yeah, fucking Lady Holiday. She's a fucking hero to everybody. She killed the worst character on one of the biggest TV shows in history. Uh, it's mm-hmm. funny because like she's so old now. It's almost like this movie was made forty years ago or something. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even like... recognize her as being the same. Like I was like, wait, really? The lady who killed Joffrey was the was the hot lady from the Avengers and was the lady Holiday from the uh, Muppet movie or the Great mm-hmm. Muppet Caper? Man, I totally got confused too because I thought because we did the Muppet movie for the podcast, right? No, you just happened to watch that with somebody or something. Oh, really? Correct. Man, we have to do the, maybe to do the Muppet movie. I could yeah. maybe maybe you and I have just talked about the Muppet movie enough, <laughs> like maybe. off the podcast that I thought we'd already done the Muppet movie. What's your favorite Muppet movie then? Oh boy, um, not that I you have not that I, you have I, to I, have a favorite, but I'll have to rewatch all of them to do to really yeah because it's been so long since I've watched the first three. So many people are ride and die from Muppet Christmas Carol that like I never see anyone That's, have I, an opinion I, I, about the others. One. Um, yeah. I like I saw the Muppet movie in on the big screen. Like I don't know, fifteen, ten years ago, oh, really? something like that. And, yeah, was it like a one of Bobby's? That's what I was about to say. Yeah, Bobby Robertson. Court used to. Um, and uh, that, that must have been a fun. It's screen. been a long time since I've seen the Muppets Take Manhattan. I don't even remember what the plot is. And I remember that being really that's disappointing. That's the one where they put on the show. Yeah, and there's no real actual it. drama. It's just well, they do Which break is up. Fine with me, they're Muppets. I know, but it's, 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 I know there's life and death drama in this. I guess for a moment, like Charles Grodin pulls a gun on Kermit, which is a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's so like Broadway. We got to put on a show. And as a kid, I was like, who gives a fuck about a show? I just want these guys to be funny. And like, well, and that's where they they had the full Muppet Babies flashback, where that's where the cartoon came from. But yeah, I remember not being a fan of of uh, Muppets Take Manhattan when I was a kid. Um, mm. I I liked it fine. It's not like I hated it, but compared to like the first two movies, it was kind of. Uh, um. Yeah, maybe maybe you're now that you're more <laughs> sophisticated. Exactly. I couldn't even finish the sentence. Now that I've seen some, uh. who's the now, now that I've seen Gene Autry movies or whatever the fuck that guy is. Who's the guy American in Paris singing in the rain? Gene Kelly. I should, Gene Kelly. Now I've seen Gene more of Autry. his movies. I Who can, the fuck is Gene Autry? He's the guy singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, okay. You okay, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> the fuck? The Great Muppet Caper. Anyway, we're talking about the Great Muppet Caper today. They're in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Shall I get the show on the road, I guess? Yeah, I mean, great, the movie's only like 60 minutes long, but... It's an hour and a half. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I always appreciate the Muppets breaking the fourth wall, like, right away. Seriously, and I love that they don't even try to come up with, like... Like, what, what's the opening of the movie? I guess they're just randomly in a hot air balloon for no reason, just because, like, I guess the movie's going to end uh, yeah. movie's gonna end in midair, and so we're going to start the movie in midair. Yep. They, after the credits finish, they pull a rope and land in the middle of a busy set street. <laughs> um, but the, I remember, even, I think even as a six-year-old, I was like, this looks like a shitty backlot. <laughs> 
And then they're gonna sing a song about it's gonna be a movie starring everybody yeah. and me. This is very cute. Uh -huh. I, I, Williams I, shows up. Go, I'm sorry. Go go. I was just gonna say, nope. I just do love the kind of like theatricality of how they do a terrible job of even pretending this is like a real actual street. And but I mean, this is, I mean, that's the whole and like, I don't, it's very cute. Yeah, uh, Sweetum shows up to fall down the biggest manhole cover I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, My, like a giant Muppet scale layout of manhole cover. Oh, yeah. they do a bit where Gonzo gets not gets hit by a taxi cab. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this. Because I know this is filmed in England, especially it's Elstree Studios, where they filmed all the Star Wars movies at. And so I assume this must have been just a standard backlot uh, street at uh, Elstree Studios. But uh, they do like they do the gag with uh, Sweetums falling into the manhole cover, and they do a bit where uh, Grover, or not Grover, uh, Gonzo, he gets hit, and he's obviously being uh, puppeteered from beneath the ground. And so I wonder mm -hmm. if this is actually a custom-built street set for this movie, because they would have had to have built like that, a whole set on... they could have just cut holes out. I mean, I guess, I mean, it is if even if it's a fake straight, but yeah, I guess they could have, like, maybe they could have just buried, a, the, dug a hole in the ground where they could have just put put the manhole in, I don't know, but anyway, just from a technical Muppet technical perspective, I was uh, kind of intrigued. I guess if I had looked up any trivia about the making of this movie, I could have found out about that, but whatever. So, bye, bye, anyway. Bye. Yeah, uh, Fozzie and Kermit are crack reporters. Gonzo's their photographer. And while they take photos of a chicken, it's very interesting, <laughs> Charles Grodin steals a lady's jewels and chaos happens behind them and they don't notice any of yeah, it. Yeah, Lady Holiday, she's like walking out of like a boutique or something like that and like, it's great because it's the cheesiest, shittiest kids movie thieves. Because they're all like super <laughs> theatrical, like moving, like it's obviously not Charles Grodin, it's like some mime with like Charles Grodin's socks on, like runs up to <laughs> yeah. Lady Holiday and steals the, the, the jewels and like dances off. And, oh, no, mm -hmm. they don't dance off. They get into the most 80s wedge-shaped, like, futuristic car uh, yeah. and then speed away like, as fast as they can drive on, like, a 12-foot-long street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, out of the newspaper, the editor-in-chief is mad. They missed the story. Even though every other paper covered it on the front page. And what did they have? Identical twins joined the Chronicle <laughs> staff. That's great. That's your front page material. It's almost like the editor-in-chief should have caught that and said, we're not putting that on exactly. the front page of the paper. editor-in-chief, you don't even figure, find out what's like on the front page of your newspaper until you're reading it. You're like, hey, who came up with all this stuff? Oh, I guess that was my job. But yeah, <laughs> Who let the couple new new news reporters dictate what goes above the fold? I guess he was That's sleepy that day, yeah. Oh, man, I love Muppet movies. Mm-hmm. They don't look alike until Fozzie wears a hat. It's a cute joke. I do love they commit to it too. It's a running gag throughout the whole film. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't. The only reason he hired them was because he was friends with their old man. And here He's we horrible. have the most singularly horrific moment in any Muppet Enterprise. <laughs> He's horrible to look at. Is yeah, oh. Kermit. Well, I was gonna say, does this like canonically make it that this like their brother? I've, I, that's one of the interesting things too, because like, of course, this is the first Muppet movie. Well, I guess not even really a sequel, just another Muppet movie that takes place after the first one. But, like, I wonder if there was any, uh, like, I wonder what the creative uh, process was and they're thinking of, like, we'll just, we're not going to make it a, a direct sequel to the first Muppet movie. We're just going to have mm -hmm. another, we'll just come up with another reason for all these characters to kind of meet again or, like, just, yeah, because that, that, I always thought that was kind of interesting about the first three Muppet movies, about how they just kind of, like, did different, like, in the third one, they're all uh, going to college, that's how they all know, know each other, because, like, they're part of a, like, a college, like, theater troupe. 
Mm -hmm. And it is interesting that they kind of get a lot of the... Whereas the first Muppet movie was all about the Muppets meeting for the first time, quote-unquote. This one, you already established at least Gonzo and Fozzie know each other. And really, most of the Muppets in this movie already know each other and living at the Happiness Hotel. So even you kind of get that out of the way five minutes into the movie. But anyway, but I do like... like Yeah, I don't know, whatever, so shut up, Bill. But yeah, that fucking nice. third bad, the, the green Fozzie Kermit thing. Yeah, Jesus he, he, Christ! He, 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 he doesn't look like an actual Muppet. It looks like they composited Kermit and, and yeah. Fozzie together. It looks like they used Photoshop before Photoshop to make them. You like they didn't want. They weren't like, let's not make this thing. Let's just fake it. And you forget how weird Kermit's eyes are until you see his eyes on any other kind of Muppet. You're like, what the hell am I looking at? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah. So anyhow, um, oh, so, okay, <laughs> it's, okay. I'm, I was gonna talk. You, you keep on talking. There's another moment I wanted to highlight, but I, I forget okay. that's coming up in two seconds. Anyway, I do enjoy every time that the editor in chief yells and slams his fist on a desk, something goes flying. Oh, I didn't even it's notice that. Just subtle enough. Yeah, yeah it happens out <laughs> like five times. There's a lot of good like physical prop gags. I love the whole running thing of the, like the, the light bulb falling out of the lamp at the Happiness Hotel. Mm -hmm. that, that's ah, just stuff. Like that's pretty good. Anyway, mm -hmm. shut up. Though. Yep, uh, he fires them. Kermit says uh, if he'll pay for their way to London, they'll talk to Lady Holiday and catch the jewel thieves. Even though, uh, why would the... the uh, why would the jewel thieves go to London? That's a good question. <laughs> she got robbed in America. That's a good question. I, I wonder if that's one of those things. I wonder if how anyone does he were know together. Yeah. I mean, how, did he, how does he know they're London thieves? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could assume they're American because they all have American accents. I mean, because this could be taking place in Canada or something like that. I never specifically state where like the opening of the movie is happening, but it does bring the question of like, why was Lady Holiday in America? Essentially, like like this whole first crime takes place right outside the front door of the newspaper. All these guys are walking to on their first day of the job. Well, I guess not their first day if they wrote the newspaper. Ah, so whatever. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's they. I'm kind of surprised they don't make a joke about already knowing the plot before the plot's actually really happening. But yeah, yeah. You know? But the editor in chief doesn't go for it, so they'll have to figure a way to get there themselves. So they get shipped ninth class in some animal crates. It costs them twelve whole dollars. Daniel, what now? Daniel, please stop uh -oh. the presses. Stop the presses. That's uh, especially as someone who wound up working at a newspaper later. Um, mm. I would, uh, go down to the, the actual presses where they were pressing the newspaper sometimes, mm -hmm. and I would always have to resist the urge to scream, STOP THE PRESSES! <laughs> and then if anyone yelled at me, I would always, like, in my mind, I pictured myself just saying, I just always wanted to do that, just like Gonzo does in this movie. Anyway, that's another here there. <laughs> and then you would have gotten They, I would have been, like, sure. probably put in jail, because those presses are so, <laughs> like, yeah, no, it, like, yeah, that's... That is not cheap to stop the presses. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Anyway, but yeah, they're being shipped ninth, ninth class. Oh yeah. my god. Twelve dollars. Uh, <laughs> Twelve worker... dollars? Mm -hmm. I don't know why that makes me laugh. I mean, the Muppets, everything in this ship makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. Some pilot or, or flight attendant or something comes in. Just says, a dude in a tie, yeah. <laughs> says it's London time. Throws him out of the plane since the plane is actually landing in Italy. Mm -hmm. But they're landing in England. You're landing in England, yeah. <clears throat> they land in a duck pond. The ducks don't give a fuck <laughs> about these crates <laughs> landing in there. They just keep on swimming. They're pretty good stunt ducks. Yep. Robert Morley is there. Now we've seen three things with him. Oh, Can Bill man. name the two other things that this dude has been in? I will because I've got the Great Muppet Caper Wikipedia entry up, but I... 
I don't know this guy. Was mm. he just a background player in... Mm. No, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything. He wasn't like you an American werewolf in London. I'm trying to one think... One thing you wouldn't recognize him from. I'm trying to think of anything that would have been English-made and done in the latter half of the 20th century. Was he in, like, uh, Lion in Winter? No, that's what you guessed last time. Oh, no, what was he in? He was the brother that died in African Queen. He's actually on screen in that movie? <laughs> I guess they, because yes. it starts off with, sure, she's <laughs> like in a, like a mosquito tent or something, I guess. So what else, there, what there, else was he in? He was the King of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland from 1989. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so he yeah. was used to being all kinds of bullshit in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was extra depressed on the set of that because he was like, uh, I went from working with the Muppets to working with these assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yep. uh, this is interesting because I think they only land in a pond just because they're trying to do they're kind of like trying to one up themselves with the whole gag at the beginning of the first Muppet movie where the literally the first Muppet thing you see in the first Muppet movie is Kermit uh, playing the banjo in a swamp and yeah. he's like in the middle of the water and they did this whole thing where they actually built like a little underwater tank for Jim Henson to sit in and mm -hmm. uh, perform Kermit, and so they're kind of trying to do the same thing with uh, three puppets this time, but instead of the puppeteers being uh, underwater, you can kind of, watching this in HD, because you saw, you watch this on, on Disney+, Plus, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you can tell that they're actually just robots this time. Pretty good yeah. Muppet robots for 1981, but yeah. Kermit's mouth just goes, I, 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 yeah, I, I, they, they use the same Muppet later when he's talking on the bench with Peter Falk, and I'm kind of surprised he does this head twist that is actually kind of a pretty organic looking head twist, but it is kind of mm -hmm. like, if you're really looking at it, it's just, it's animatronic quality Muppet stuff, which is not bad, but for, for 1981, it's actually pretty good, but yeah, just yeah. watching it now, you can totally be like, oh, that is just a remote controlled puppet, but yeah. Yeah, so uh, he tells them they're in Great Britain. <laughs> the whatever on Gonzo's box. I'm sorry, that just cracks me up too. Anyway, yeah. They want somewhere to stay, preferably cheap, preferably free. So he lists a couple places, bus terminals, happiness hotels. So they'll stay at the happiness hotel. That sounds nice. Places uh, where you can park your carcasses, he says too. Which is totally not mm. like a thing you would expect like an old English gentleman in a bowler cap to say, but... Quite, quite. Uh... So, um, they get on a double-decker bus and go riding, and I was impressed with the, you know, distance far shots of the bus that's like a mile away, yeah. but you can still tell in HD that they put those fuckers on the bus. Mm -hmm. You can barely make them out, but they're there. They went through the effort. Like, they would, I'm kind of surprised they actually, like, I don't know if, like, London is really lax with their filming laws or what, but... There's some shit with the Happiness Hotel bus later that goes on <laughs> yeah. in the movie. I was like, oh my god, what the hell's happening here? But yeah. You can also, I must have been a deleted scene, You, they, they did something. You can see Statler and Waldorf, I think, in the top left of the bus. Oh, really? I Just wouldn't be a bit surprised. barely right before those fucking stagehands throw those... <laughs> Muppets I love off the that they're bus. not articulated or anything at all. It's just, <laughs> just the dolls. They just throw them. It's fucking great. Any any situation where a Muppet is being thrown like that is good, good mm -hmm. times. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, it's also one of the greatest stunts in all of cinema history. <laughs> yeah. Just is those Muppets getting thrown for the bus. Oh, uh, so man, don't even give me. I was freaking out on Twitter yesterday again. This is something you and I have talked about in the past, but how uh, much of a bummer it is that they don't sell Muppet puppets as just like, to oh, like yeah. something you can buy in a store these days. 
Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, just yeah, thinking about like those big kind of dolphin-like things, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go to the Happiness Hotel. It's a dump. Even they're shocked uh, someone is checking into their place. So here's a song about the Happiness Hotel. I love you this. Can pay, you could pay three ways. You can pay cash, check, cash, I think it's check, or uh, sneak out in the middle of the night. Very popular option. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... This is, yeah, pretty much all the Muppets live here. Like, there's no more, like, yeah. meeting up. They meet, meet, meet Miss Piggy later. Are there any other Muppets that they kind of just meet? This is kind of it. This is the big, big Muppet dump. Um, yeah, yeah, Ralph is there. Like, pretty much, especially, like, it's the most, like, stupidest, ugliest Muppets are all living here, especially, too. You got New Zealand. Mm. You got... Uh, yeah, we got... Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's You got the the bellhops that are those, quote-unquote, new characters, as Bill likes to call them. Uh, the that's... Rats. That's the one. I wonder if this is the first time they show up in anything. <laughs> no, they've been in. They, they were on the Muppets show. Yeah, well, especially they could become more of characters in the Great Muppets. Uh, Muppets take Manhattan. So I think that's why I really parse them as being quote unquote new, because like mm-hmm. they get the big big starring role in like 1986. But um, but I just, <laughs> so new. I love. <laughs> I, I, I I still think of uh, yeah. Um, but I love how run down the Happiness Hotel it is. It's legitimately grimy and nasty and everything's falling apart. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, fucking Electric Mayhem live there and it's all very cute. And they do such a good job making those puppets look like they're really playing instruments. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they they do have, like, the puppets are strumming the guitars and everything like that. I don't know anything Just about the, musical The way they're playing but... the horns and whatnot, it looks like they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, they, you can believe it. They, this was, the, well, the whole reason this movie takes place in London is because they were in the middle of making the Muppet, uh, the Muppet Show. And I guess they were making the Muppet Show while they were making the first Muppet movie, but they, you know, they were flying from London to, uh, California to make that movie. And they were like, well, let's, let's make it easier on ourselves with the sequel. We'll just have it take place in London. And actually, we could just, like, film the movie on the same Alstree sound soundstages that we're just filming the Muppet show at. And so they were already used to, like, like doing stuff like this with the band and everything like that. And Fucking, yeah, they're great. It's just, it's just any good time. It's just, I just love watching the Electric Mayhem do their things. And uh, they're pretty energetic performance, too. They're, like, they're really good. If you, like, just look at the, what the Muppets, the puppeteers are doing and everything, everyone's, like, really just leaning hard into this performance. And it's all great. And just, yeah, this yeah, is the big you- upbeat number of the movie. Watch any uh, show with uh, puppets that isn't the Henson Company and compare it to what the Henson Company does. I don't know, those Cranky Inkers are pretty awesome. Oh my gosh, can't get enough <laughs> of them. That's the thing, I kind of like, man, how's it the, mu- like, I wonder if we're in an era where, like, even fewer people are going to want to become puppeteers because everything's so, like, cgi and stuff these days. But, like, I wonder if, like, puppeteering in general is kind of even more of a dying art form than it was just even when the Muppets were at their heyday. Um... And this all got me in the whole thing while watching this last night, too. I was kind of like, it's so weird that, like, the Disney company still has no idea what they're doing with the Muppets. And part of me was like, man, like, instead of just, like, keeping Kermit and Fozzie alive, I wonder wonder, wonder if it would be smart for them to, uh, if they can c- encourage a new generation of puppeteers to come in and just come up with their new characters. Because so many of these mm-hmm. characters were bi- based off of the personalities of the people performing them, that rather than just like forcing new people to like to be the new Kermit, and to be the new Fozzie, why not just let like new puppeteers just kind of like? Because uh, I was thinking like there's a whole thing about how like even in this movie it's 1981 and the Muppets have been together for about like well not the Muppets but the people who made the Muppets were had been already been together for a couple decades, and there's a uh, there's a cameo from one of the Muppeteers later on in the film with his daughter and his daughter died like like, a year after the cameo was filmed. 
And even that guy, he's got some gray in his temples and stuff like that. I could see how the, even the Muppeteers and even 1981 starting getting a little old. And part of me is like thinking, thinking, like, I wonder if that could be the secret to kind of bringing back the Muppets in some kind of weird ways, like coming up with new characters and just like letting new people just like, and so you can at least get 30 more years of out of the Muppets by like get, getting young new people. I don't know. It's the whole thing I was thinking about while watching this last night, rather than just trying to force new new puppeteers the few ones you can find into just performing the same old characters for the upteenth millionth time because everyone seems to agree that no one can quite capture the same essence of the old muppet stuff so why not why not do like a muppets the next generation kind of thing i don't know so well i i also think um a big portion of it was uh there are some i like some really good muppeteers now uh I think the ones that are good at improv are the best Muppeteers because, yeah. I mean, watch the test reels that the Frank and Jim did with each other, like out in out in a fucking cow like, pasture, trees and shit, yeah. and that's fucking delightful because they were both really good at improv, and I think you need that that quality of improv to have the Muppets work and. Yeah. I think that's when they work the best is kind of when they're just kind of free-forming. And it's and just, weird, too, because a lot it of... It feels more natural. Uh, yeah, a lot of the people who came into the Muppets, too, weren't necessarily, like, full-time puppeteers before then. They were just kind of, like, funny people who just, like, took up puppeteering. Which is kind of funny, too, because that's kind of like how Mystery Science Theater 3000 started. None of those guys were prof professional puppeteers, but... And, like, that's one of the... Like, rather than just even, like, finding good puppeteers, find funny people who, can like, you could teach them to puppeteer. And, like, yeah. you could cr uh, create new characters and stuff like that. Instead of, I mean, that's kind of like what happened to the Disney animation thing where, like, Disney animation was in a rut for, like, decades because they were all, like, so worried about, like, what would uh, Walt Disney do? I think the Muppets in their own way have kind of been in the same problem where everyone's like, what would Jim Henson do? And, like, I wish there was kind of, like, just someone new who can come and say, hey, I mean, we could still use characters like Kermit and Fozzie and stuff like that when it's appropriate, but, like, let's just come up with new stuff and explore new things. And, like, I know people love, like, the new Dark Crystal Netflix series, but even stuff like that where you could, like, we can we can redo some old stuff in the past like the Dark Crystal, but, like, let's come up with, like, let's make some new Muppets and new stories and new things. And, yeah, I don't know. I, not to say that's an automatic guarantee for success, but uh, that mm -hmm. would at least be a different way of, different thing to do with the Muppets and the, what, the, what they've been doing since Jim Henson died. But, anyway, shout out, Bill. Anyway. Well, they've, they've tried different things, and not all of it's worked. I, I would recommend if you can find it i don't know what happened to it but go back and watch um the uh no you shut up with paul f Tompkins, where it's like a political round table with muppet improvers oh really oh, that it was awesome. it was like they were short like 12 12 15 minute episodes and they were all <laughs> fucking really funny but so they're actually they doing were, puppeteers they're, they're actually puppeteering for the during that yeah, yeah. they were allowed to get zesty too that's it's like that's kind of the thing like yeah, that's I mean people forget it. Like that was a big aspect of the early Mu uh, Muppet stuff was they weren't just like everyone conf confuses Muppets with like Sesame Street, but like yeah, they could get a little fucking goofy and weird and shit. Um, well, they also weren't for kids. Yeah, well, exactly. Kids liked them. It was just a gen. It's it, people forget that like the Mupp they try to cram the Muppets into the first season of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And like, because they were kind of considered that kind of like risque kind of thing, and I mean that 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 didn't work out. But like, well, that's what, yeah. And so, yeah, this I'm thinking about the Muppets and stuff like last night and stuff. That even got me looking up. Like, I was like, what were the last couple of Muppet things that they did try to do? And I guess they did the Muppet TV show that was kind of like The Office, mm -hmm. but like it like took place at a like a. Uh, variety show being hosted by uh, Miss Piggy and they said it was like just they're trying to like give like this new edge to the Muppets but not in the way that like 
Uh, like they were trying to like well, pay homage the, to the past the same... that way, but it was so stuffy. And well, no, it was all right. It just at the same time, people. I saw a lot of complaints online of being like, "Oh, the Muppets shouldn't, the musicians shouldn't talk about getting high." And it's like, why not? Why There's not? Yeah, fucking the fucking, musicians. That should be yeah. People, people are too precious with the Muppets, thinking that they are the way they are in their head. Yeah. And I've. The Muppets do need to update at some point. They can't stay locked in the 70s That's kind of, I always wonder why it might be better to at least come up with some more new characters, so at least there's not so much worry. Like, would Kermit ever say this, or would Fozzie ever well, do this? And, like... Also, it's obvious Disney doesn't know what the fuck no. to do with the Muppets. And, and we've mentioned this in the past, it's so weird, because they seem to be on the right path of bringing back the Muppets with that Muppet movie that came out, like, a decade ago. And then they did a sequel, and no one, I guess no one saw that, and so they stopped making movies. And then the whole thing laid fallow until they did that TV show, and everyone hated that TV show, and then they just kind of gave up on the Muppets, and it's... Fuck, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what people wanted from that TV show. If they wanted the Muppet show again, it wouldn't have worked. Variety shows aren't a thing anymore, so they can't really parody something that's not yeah. on TV Well, that's... Anymore. I remember that was the big pitch for that TV show, was like, well, late-night talk shows are the closest thing today to what the Muppet show was in the past, so we'll, we'll just do that. But it's still, I guess it sounds like the execution wasn't that, like, even if the idea was good, like, it sounds like the, I don't know, but... but It's it, alright, I watched a couple episodes, it made me chuckle. But it is, like, it is totally, like, what Disney was like in the uh, 70s and 80s, where, like, everyone was so beholden, like, what what a Disney movie could or couldn't be, or what Walt would have done or not done, that, like, Disney didn't, didn't really start its resurgence until you had, like, yeah, people like Howard Ashman and... Uh, the guys came in from Broadway and said, we can't just be beholden to... Every creative decision can't just be like, what would have Walt Disney done in the situation? We just have to do what we think is best and like live up to the legacy of Walt Disney, but we have to have, make, have, have the ability to make our own creative decisions without worrying about whether or not it's correct for the legacy of this thing or not. And that's, yeah, that, yeah. And that's how you attract fresh new talent is by saying, hey, you can do whatever you want as long as it's good. And that's what that's kind of ties back into what I'm saying about like I think that might be the best way to bring in new talent by uh, creating new characters and stuff like that. I don't know something, yeah. And even to be on the yeah. puppeteering stuff in the Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing, I think that one of the big problems with the new Mystery Science Theater 3000 problem is uh, is is that they ha they brought in <laughs> comedians to to write and perform uh, to, uh, to write and voice the new uh, the new versions of Tom and Crow but those comedians didn't want to puppeteer the puppets so the puppets weren't quite mm. as good and so you need to find people who are only getting their hands and knees and actually puppeteer a bit because that the, well, also yeah also i mean it's not like the puppeteering in the original show was <laughs> well, exactly it's not that yeah any good You're sitting in a lawn chair with a stick going rah, 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 rah. yeah so yeah. yeah it shouldn't be that much of a challenge i mean i don't want to say puppeteering is easy but like come on like finds like it shouldn't be that hard to find someone who's funny and is willing to get on their oh. hands and knees and like oh, puppeteer no. a stupid Watch puppet. anybody who doesn't know how to puppeteer and <laughs> try to do it. Someone and it's who doesn't always think a disaster. Because I think that even if you're not necessarily a good puppeteer, I think puppet fans understand that. Like, there's, like, yeah, like, yeah, people. It's like watching someone try to throw a baseball who has no interest in like trying to throw a baseball good, and they just like throw it straight up in the sky. And like, why are you not even trying? Like, what's? Like, yeah, I'm, you know, you just flap your hand open and close. It's just randomly, right? You don't have to match up the syllables. It's like, at come all, right? on, man! But at least put some. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. God, that's yeah. Oh, it makes my makes my inside of my brain itch thinking about that. Oh, anyway, yeah. So anyhow, great Muppet Caper. It was the happiness hotel song. <laughs> I was mad. That's pretty much all the meta stuff we had to talk about the Muppets for this episode. Out of the way, so yeah. Um, so um. 
they'll told they're told they'll fit right in at Happiness Hotel. Gonzo takes all their photos. <laughs> they look like fried hell oh with my. those tiny little eyeballs. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam opens his door and says, "You are all weirdos." What? That's maybe yeah, my he, all-time favorite Sam Muppet. moment. Yeah, I think it's the only time you see him in the whole movie. But yeah, you see him once more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I like Fozzie's teddy in his nightcap. I like how he licks his hand to to brush his little teddy's hair. Oh my hair. god, that is so fuck. I love Frank Oz. I mean, I love Frank Oz in general, but like the little bits of business he would do like that as Fozzie are so fucking great. And they actually do clever stuff. Like there's a bit where they're suggesting that uh, Fozzie's putting on his nightcap, and the way they do it, mm-hmm. they already have like the nightcap stitched to his head because it's too hard for a Muppeteer to like put a hat on like that, like and actually show yes. it on film. But they suggest, but they just suggest it by cutting to Fozzie, and he's got his head down and he throws his head back, and like mm-hmm. with his hand on his cap. And it's kind of suggesting he yeah. just put it on like that. And it's a good way of just, like, filmmaking and, and miming with the puppets just to suggest emotion. That's too difficult to actually mm-hmm. show on screen, but, ah, so chop them. Yeah, they're really good at this Yeah, it's shit. almost like they know what they're doing. Especially, yeah, because this, this is the Muppets with even, like, a couple more years of, like, the Muppet show under their belt. So they really got all the shit dialed in even more than the last movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when I was a kid, I thought... Having one of those beds that folds up in the wall would be so cool. Yeah. I don't think that anymore, I think. I mean, it's a funny <laughs> gag in the movie. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, would just think about, that'd be fun. You could close it and hide in there. I don't know what for, but. Yeah. Well, any kid, any, kids are naturally drawn to anything you can hide. Or, like, you could change mm-hmm. your room. Or, like, oh, you could do so many crazy things. And as an adult, you're just like, well, it would be nice to have that extra space. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so they all get closed up inside them while light bulb falls down to turn off the light. They're going to go interview Lady Holiday in the morning. Um, So, uh, Lady Holiday's place the next day. I like that she just cuts off a chunk of some chick's hair. I'm a, a hopefully that's a wig, but yeah. And the, the dress design right and throws ink on another one's outfit. Yeah. She goes in the office where three of the villains are <laughs> in there. They all fan modely. This movie is kind of interesting because, of course, they don't know the, these are the villainesses in this movie. But they do a pretty good job of justifying why these ladies would turn against Lady Holiday and try to steal her well, set because she does treat them like garbage. But at the same time, she insults all the outfits she's w- they're wearing. That's a good she talks point. Shit they're, about them, and and then she's like, I don't know why I designed them. <laughs> so she's not really shit talking the girls. That's a she's good saying point. her outfits are garbage. Yeah, that touche. She's just being self-effacing. But yeah, I love how yeah so she, I lo- yeah I do appreciate just how flabbergasted she is at her own work, and she's just like yeah because I guess I guess the big fashion show is tomorrow, and so she's freaking out yeah. because yeah she's got to get all the shit uh, fixed up. She says there's got to be some changes. All her models are going around looking like barnyard animals. And here's Miss Piggy, a barnyard animal. <laughs> she wants to be a model. She shows uh, Miss Holiday her portfolio, which is straight out of 1976. Mm-hmm. She can offer Piggy a job as a receptionist. Piggy, Piggy, Piggy excitedly <laughs> takes it. Piggy, Piggy, Piggy. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder how many times Frank Oz blew his voice out screaming as Miss Piggy. I can imagine. Because he I mean, goes for it. I guess he was used to playing Miss Piggy more after, like, so many years of the Muppet Show. But, like, yeah, that P- Miss Piggy does not seem like an easy character to do. Especially, you're going high-pitched and then you're doing the Piggy screams and everything like that. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. What do you think about... I, th- I think that's one of the things, like, watching this movie again now. I forgot how Miss... This may be the most Miss Piggy-centric movie 
And I think that's part yeah. of the reason why, like, I was like, oh man, maybe this isn't as good as I remembered it being, because like, there's so much Piggy. And like, I don't hate Piggy, but like, I'm also not interested in she's... Piggy too. It's a little like she's such a one-note she's... character. She's finding this one because she's not as much of a bully as she yeah. is in a lot of like the Muppet Show. Yeah, and she's not as conceited. She doesn't come across as conceited in this for this iteration of Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. So I think she's more tolerable in this than she usually is. Plus, you know, she's she's got those thick legs. <laughs> She's got those thick legs, and I forgot because it's, it's a Muppet uh, sorry, movie. Sturdy legs. This, there's a couple so moments where they like have a, like a, like someone dressed in the Miss Piggy suit for a couple shots of this movie mm-hmm. too, and that's always just like, uh, uh. But, what are you talking? Yeah, about? but yeah, I, 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 I feel bad because I don't. I'm surprised I don't hate Miss Piggy more. Let's put it that way. But I've never mm-hmm. been the biggest fan, but, yeah. which is a shame because yeah. like she's the biggest girl character. But I like I don't know. It's, it's she's a weird mix of like. I don't know. Mr. Piggy's whole thing... I've been living with this character in my head for 40 years now, and even then I'm still just like, I don't know what to think about Miss Piggy. She's so fucking weird. How she's so, like, simultaneously demure, but then will then karate chop you in the face, and then loves Kermit, but it beats the shit out of him, and, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, she's a sociopath. She is kind of... I think that, yeah, there's something wrong with Miss Piggy. She needs a therapist, but, yeah. <laughs> so, uh... She can offer Peggy as a... Why do I keep saying Peggy? Piggy a job as a receptionist. So uh, Piggy sits down, tells her that... And Miss Holiday t- says she'll be having lunch with her brother. He's a big fucking loser. He spent all his inheritance as basically a big old conniving sneak. And uh, he's not to be trusted. She wouldn't put him past it to steal her largest gem, the baseball diamond. It's a very elegant name. And his fucking bow ties are always crooked too. It's all plot exposition. It has to go somewhere. Yeah, that's very cute. Mm-hmm. Especially as a so, kid watching this for the first time, that's how you learn about plot exposition. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why so people she- will say, oh, of course, as you know, here's I'm just stating what the what my life is and every element in it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, she goes to lunch, wants Piggy to answer phones, tidy up the office, and then the evil model ladies get on the elevators. Kermit, Gonzo, and Fonzie get off. Gonzo likes what he sees, takes a photo before the doors close on his nose. Always weird when Muppets are horny for human women. Mm. Slightly odd. I love it. Are they going to be horny for the two female <laughs> or two lady Muppets, not female? I don't know. Female. Is that offensive to? Is it offensive to call lady Muppets females? I don't. know. I don't know. But there are not. La- that's that's kind of the one I was saying before. It's I feel a little bad dogging on Piggy because she's like the only. Like you've like you've got Janice. I guess I guess you've got other. If you're just talking about the Muppet Show, you've got other uh, lady pigs. But yeah, you, yeah, there's not a lot of female Muppet characters to choose from. Or at least mm. when you're talking, maybe like these days they've come up with more that I don't know about but yeah mm-hmm. uh, Kermit tells them to stay put while he goes and finds his lady Holiday he finds Piggy in Holiday's office giving a speech to no one about how thankful she is for the model of the year award she pretends to talk about the drapes when she, he uh, announces himself and walks off the table somebody throws a Miss Piggy doll into the trash <laughs> and now she's there a lot of doll throwing in this. I wonder if there was, like, someone appointed doll thrower on set. Like, uh, that guy, that, he, he, this guy, he he tends to spin the, the dolls just right. They, they kind of feel alive more than these other guys do, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he mistakes her for Lady Holiday, and she is hot for this green frog. 
that just showed up and says she's Lady Holiday because she is thirsty and wants some of that green drink. Presumably yes, no one has ever taken a photo of, of Lady Holiday before. That's why Kermit has no idea what she looks like or what species she is, but... Uh, despite <laughs> well, the fact that he's a terrible reporter, about this, despite the fact that the stealing of her necklace is like front page photographic material on everyone else's newspapers, I guess he just doesn't read anyone else's newspapers. But yeah, no. He asked her if he can ask a couple questions. She says not there, so maybe a date that night at uh, uh, Highbrow Street. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Seventeen Highbrow Street. Yeah, yeah, seven o'clock. I love her, like, she does this weird motion where she's, like, going through Lady Holiday's notebook, and she's, like, I don't know, she does this hand gesture as she's, like, like reading through the calendar, which is very human, oh, that just made me laugh, mm. you know. Yeah, so when asked what Lady Holiday looks like, he says, he, Kermit says, uh, oh, she looks different than you would expect, sturdy legs! <laughs> does she say, he says that? Yep, That's he says sturdy legs. I mean, she does! She got chunky yep. legs! <laughs> so they can't get a cab. Trying to hit oh my god, this is the, this is the best of moment of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's Beauregard. Beauregard is great. Yeah. One of the best underrated yeah. Muppets. Yeah. yeah, if you had to describe he, it, he's like, he's like the weird brown homeless Muppet. But, yeah. <laughs> he's also going to the Happiness Hotel. He he lives... I live there! He, I just don't know how to get there. Oh, yeah. He drives like a maniac. They ask him why he doesn't have an accent. His whole life. Yeah. Well, he's lucky to have a driver's license. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just watching the fucking gods are throwing himself in front of the taxi cab again. <laughs> and the way he lands on his back and his he's looking up into the sky, he's so obviously just a doll. <laughs> he just looks like Jesus <laughs> take the wheel. And yeah, I just I fucking Muppets are fucking great, man. And mm -hmm. uh I was gonna say something about Beauregard. Uh, but yeah, he's got hair. He's through driving. They're, oh, they're making blank. a meal out of this whole kind of stuff they invented for the first movie, where you have, like, Muppets driving cars and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, he asks what's room they're in, they aren't sure, but they're on the second floor, and he says, Oh, sorry, I can only take you to the lobby, which he crashes into. You get stuck, like, you have all these Muppet performers all sitting around, like, an actual car being driven through this wall set. And, like, yeah, yeah they, there's no, like, they didn't, there's no tricks here, they just drove a car through a set, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they get out, and uh, he's like, how do I get out of here? And Kermit's like, I suggest you turn. So he doesn't. He just drives straight ahead through more water. Yeah, like through the kitchen. Fuck, fucking up the Swedish chef's cooking, and I guess it's Dairy Wheel Souffle again. Great. Oh, God. Anything, the Swedish chef is good times. I just love the steering mm -hmm. wheel covered in the noodles, and the rats are all with him. Everyone's confused, and yeah. Mm hmm and uh, Fozzie almost lets it slip that Kermit has a date with Lady Holiday, and then he whispers it to Doc, who lets everybody know. There's even a Muppet News Flash! Oh, yeah, that the guy, Kermit's yeah. has got a date. Yep. So, Kermit shaves? This <laughs> <laughs> is the funny Great thing where, like, they, they commit to this gag, milk it for all it's worth, and then suddenly he's like, oh, I wish I had whiskers. And he's like, oh. oh I wish I had whiskers. And then, of course, then I need to play. <laughs> that's even just... That is such a perfect Jim Henson Muppet joke of just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mwah. Love you, movie. Fozzie's butthurt because Kermit is going on a date alone. And I'm impressed Kermit was able to afford a tuxedo in his size. Yeah. I, and, hey, Kermit grunts putting his pants on like me. <laughs> Again, it's the weird human moments that are kind of slightly <laughs> at the simultaneously alarming, but also just super endearing, but yeah. Because it's not like Kermit's like... got a lot of body weight. It's not like he should be grunting, but yeah. 
I like the fact they just put a stick up Kermit's butt and like spun the stick in a circle till he lands on the bed. Yeah, it's a great spin. Yeah. Oh man, I love I love like like yeah little little uh, their solutions to weird little like just acting and movement problems. Um, oh god, yeah, because he's tap dancing on top of the bed. Yeah. Oh, this is the whole thing where he's just like talking about how he's like gonna go out and uh, night uh, dance on the town and no night on yeah. the town. Shut up, Bill. I don't know how words work, but yeah, he's gonna go hey, out with the dates. Fine. After a song, Fozzie's still mopey because he can't go. So Kermit's like, "Hey, right, Fozzie, you can come." And then Fozzie tells the whole damn hotel they're going. Yay. God damn it, Fozzie! Fozzie, what are you doing? Fozzie's a, a little bit extra pathetic in this movie, Mo mostly yeah. just because of this scene. But it's like, oh man, Fozzie, come on. Get your shit together. So they go to it, 17 Highbrow Street. Piggy's sneaking around into bushes. While inside, John Cleese and his wife are having the most British dinner ever. <laughs> you think... The weather's rather disappointing today, don't you think? Almost hmm? offensively British weather. <laughs> dinner. The weather. It was quite disappointing today. Oh, yes, yes. Quite disappointing. This is disappointing yesterday as well, don't you think? Hmm. They hear a crash and... She's like, what was that? And after some, hmm? Huh? What? He says, there's a pig climbing up the outside of the house. Just another day in Britain. This is, I, I love the animatronics of, like, of, uh, the piggy climbing, climbing up the roof, the, the side of the house and everything like that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of funny. This scene goes on for a long time, though. This is like a quarter of the movie. It's just it's good, though. I, I mean, like it's good it. times, but, like, and of course it's John Cleese, and John Cleese is making a meal out of it. Uh, I guess uh, his wife is Joan Sanderson, which is, I guess, an also a cameo guest. I, you can assume any featured human being in this is, like, somebody that we don't recognize, but... Um, but yeah. Yeah, they're, they're so British, talking about, I mean, am I boring you? What? No. <laughs> no, no you were, time of my life. If you if you were boring me, I would go out and maybe buy a jar of Carl's Foot Jelly. And they're just, knows. they're randomly talking about and how the pets like, have died. she's like, if you did that, if you would do, if you did that, I would like to come along. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been outside in 12 years. <laughs> What the fuck? If you really pay attention to their conversation, it sounds like they're both maniacs. And he's like, yeah. yes, after all, the weather has been most disappointing. And, like, he's doing this while also John Cleese is, like, scraping the snuff out of his pipe. Like, mm -hmm. it's the most brilliant. Yeah, I don't know. It's very cute. Kermit rings doorbell. Miss Piggy sneaks around in the background, uh, breaking into the house. I should also, man, there's, a, like, a thing where they built, like, an animatronic uh, Miss Piggy, like... She's waddling on all fours, and she's moving yeah, kind of like like a crawling like a crawling baby doll. Which actually, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be a bit surprised if they just took a baby doll and skinned it to look like Miss Piggy. But that's just extra kind of alarming looking. But yeah, I like the. I also like the the Muppet doll they shoved through the window at the top of the stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my um, god. So uh, there, the, the British people talk about who will answer it because. Uh, the butler's dead. Yeah. No, no, the pets are dead. The butler has been discharged. And they're not even making motions to get up. They're just continuing their conversation while the doorbell is ringing. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Piggy screams she'll answer it and goes to greet Kermit. And he says, I thought you said the pets were dead. Because she's an animal. Kermit wants to see the inside of a house. He's never seen a swanky British house before, so she'll give him a whirlwind tour. <clears throat> as John Cleese stealthily follows her, grabbing a fire poker. And he's not being super threatening. He's just like, okay, no. we got animals, we gotta get he's rid of them. He's just being cautious. Yeah, until he follows them into she, a closet. She follow, pulls Kermit in a linen closet, and he says it's nice, dark but nice. 
Cleese opens the door, hides the poker behind his back, and is like, I don't want you to think me rude, but is there anything I could do for you? He says he can suggest a nice restaurant. He says the Duboni Club, but that's really more of a supper club. And Piggy's like, yeah, that'll do, Jeeves. No margaritas tonight or whatever. And leaves with Kermit. Jeeves. His wife comes in and is like, what's, what, what, what's going on? Why are you staring at the closet? He's like, yeah, you remember that pig? And she's like, yeah, the one that was scaling the side of the house. He's like, yeah, she wanted to know what a nice place to get dinner was. I said the Bublonic club or whatever. Yeah. She's like, yeah, well, that's really more of a supper club. Don't beat yourself up over it. I mean, this this moment right here may be the apex of because the Muppet movies always milk the whole thing of, like, the Muppet's relationship with normal human beings as being inherently weird. And mm -hmm. the, the fact that, like, these are the two most upper-crust, uh, stiff, upper-lipped British people, so, that it's, like, their super blasé relationship with the Muppets is even extra weird and funny, and just, like... And I love, yeah, for some reason, I love the wife's just, like, oh, that's more of a supper club, too. And just, like, it's just, ah, oh, fucking... Maybe this movie is my favorite Muppet movie again. No, no, What's a supper it. club? I guess it's just an excuse to have a musical number. I guess a supper club is supposed to be like a, it's like a restaurant with like entertainment. Oh, uh, with dancing. That yeah. Um, and so, but that I, I, I I'm assuming I, they're just driving home the fact that it's a supper club to justify why there's a whole song and dance number at the, at the club later. But yeah. Gotcha. Um, not that I would know. So, it's not like I've ever been to a supper club myself. Christ, they won't even let well, me in Taco Bell anymore. But. <laughs> Not since the incident. Uh, not allowed to be within a 50 feet of an Arby's these days, because, yeah, I've had some problems. <laughs> you just threw down as many hot so sauce packets as you could on the ground and well, said, I can only come watch this, guys, and you jumped your naked body on hot sauce everywhere. I can only come if I'm sitting on one of the uh, hot sauce, the one the, not not the normal hot sauce ones, but the what the fire ones with the black labels. The fire, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but I have to be mm. on the hard plastic seats at the, at the restaurant, at the Taco Bell. I can't just like, get takeout or do it at home. That's why your photo's on every door of a Taco Bell <laughs> saying, do not serve this man. Exactly. All these Mild awful sauce only. All, all these awful mugshot Polaroids of me just covered in hot sauce with semen in my hair. <laughs> uh, anyway. 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 Back to the Muppets, back please. To the Muppets. Muppet babies will return after these messages. This week at McDonald's, get a great Muppet caper glass featuring the whole Muppet gang. You'll get a bang out of it. It's got all the explosive energy and the Muppet madness of a scene from the new Great Muppet Caper movie. Yes, this dynamite. Who ass is yours at a special price when you buy any medium-sized soft drink this week only at McDonald's. So come on in and get this week's glass. It's a blast. Coming up next... Where can you go for a jolly time that's frantic, frenzied, and fun? Why, down to Jim Henson's Fraggle Rock. Coming up next. This is the most fabulous diamond of them all, the legendary baseball diamond. And this would be the most sensational heist of the century if it weren't for a glamorous nightclub. That's my new receptionist dancing out there. A hired car. I can only take you as far as the lobby. And the danger begins. Welcome home to Happy Hotel. A backstage romance. And the jealousy begins. Don't put a door between us. Uh -huh. Oh, come in! Oh, excuse me! 
and the adventure begins in the Great Muppet Caper. Starring everybody. We're going to have to catch those thieves red-handed. What's a caper? I think it's a small chicken. The Great Muppet Caper. Say cheese. And now, back to the Muppet Babies. So, um, uh, where was I? Well, it's, it's the fucking, uh, it's, it's old dude, he's so, driving okay, a so, mobile. Yep. Happiness Hotel buses cruising along down, play, down, play travel and music. Yeah. Piggy and, uh, Kermit have to sit in the front seat because the back's been quarantined. It's great, man. Fucking this fucking Bill, is... imagine standing on a street corner and this thing goes <laughs> roaring by. Well, because some of the some of the people that this drives by looks like they don't know what the fuck. Well, is especially because they're driving through like Piccadilly Circus and like they're driving through downtown London. It's it's not like they're in a, even like in a part of town where they could have cordoned things off. Like they're just driving through the streets. Uh, that's and you know what. It, I mean, the, the, the fucking, the, the bus itself is amazing, because I don't know what the fuck British bus this is, but it's got, like, it's it's got, like, a little, like, a little dolly behind it filled with Muppets, and Muppets hanging out the window, you got the electric mayhem on the roof playing, um, it, yeah, it, just to be a random citizen running around, like, the streets of London in 1980 to see this thing fucking rocket by, especially mm. if, if, if it, if you happen to notice that the person driving it is an actual live human being dressed like the guy from the Muppet Happiness Hotel. If you really look at the shots where, like, it's actually, like, it's it's not just, like, you know, a close-up where it's obviously just, like, filmed on a yeah. set. Like, you can see it's it's the dude dressed up as the old bald Muppet guy. Like, very stiffly, try not to move that much, but he must be looking out through the <laughs> yeah. dark black mouth. And if you mm -hmm. pay attention to that, that, that makes all these scenes even that much funnier. Because, oh, my God. I, and the fact that... I don't know if they actually talked to the city of London, so the, Lindy, the city of London signed off on this, or they must have been sneaking around filming this without a permit. But the idea of like, yeah. okay, now I'm only gonna have this bus filled with like 30 Muppet performers, but we're, the guy driving it is gonna be in a Muppet suit so that he can't see him because he's just looking out this Muppet mouth, so he has no peripheral yeah. vision, and he's got like he's gonna be driving through like Piccadilly Circus, and he has to stop on a dime right in front of the supper club set. It's just. I fucking nuts. I love just the real world dynamics of what they had to do to get get this stuff shot on film is fucking hilarious. But yeah. yeah. So once they get to the restaurant, Kermit doesn't know, doesn't know how they're gonna pay for this expensive ass meal. Gonzo's got it covered by charging uh, Jim Henson twelve ten dollars to take his photo and send it. to I him. don't know if that's his wife or his daughter or what, but yeah, it's Jim. Hen that, that's his, I don't know. Does Jim Henson have cameos in any of the other movies, or is this it? I don't remember. This movie, I didn't, like, I didn't realize, too. There's a couple other Muppet uh, tier uh, cameos on this thing, but... Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, um, yeah, that's how they're going to pay for it. And Lady Holiday and her brother Nikki show up. She's wearing her fancy diamond necklace. Her brother insisted. And this is when I was like, man, Charles Grodin was good. It's too bad he went to Beethoven. Yeah. I don't know. Is Charles Grodin just a funny, like, serious actor? He's not, like, a comedian or anything like I that. I have no Cause idea, because like I don't... Know if I've seen anything else with him, but it, he's great in this. Yeah, um, I it's it's yeah, it's not like I've ever seen like any Charles Grodin vehicles where like he was starring. Yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, Th this movie really does make you wish there was more Charles Charles Grodin in the universe. Mm -hmm. Or at least this specific Charles Grodin character. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh man. So Piggy keeps putting off talking about the jewelry theft because she isn't really Lady Holiday. And 
Fozzie puts sugar in champagne. And Fozzie, that my dude, I get it. Such a I Muppet, get it. like that's the thing. I love like well, especially Fozzie's kind of childlike uh, too. But like the Muppets in general have a very like childlike view on the world. And I love the idea that like yeah, because I fucking hate alcohol, even champagne. I'm not a big fan of, but I love yeah. Just I never thought about champagne yeah. just being really shitty ginger ale, but that's a good point. <laughs> so. Uh, Lady Holiday doesn't know why she wore those jewels. She feels like thieves are breathing down her neck, and thieves are not breathing down your neck. <laughs> that is the that is the Daniel Roos moment of this movie. Uh huh. Oh my god. This is, I don't know why that one line has always stuck with me through him. Oh, the fact that he's All like jiving, he's snapping his fingers while he's doing it, and just the whole like in yeah. the whole movie. It's like it's it's that's that's the perfect personification of of the ridiculousness of a Muppet movie right there. About like he's literally breathing down her neck and he's just, ah, 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 just yeah. yeah. She tells him to go see the Mater D Stanley and tip him, but he goes to a door and unlocks his side door as the three evil models show up looking shady as fuck, terrible poker faces. And now about a song about the first time you see her. This is the slowest moment of the movie. It goes on for a while. It's yeah. So I don't. This is when I was thinking about it. I don't know if I feel like all Muppet music needs or should sound like it's stuck in the '70s to feel like a Muppet music to me. That might be, yeah. Or if it's nostalgia. just, or if I just, if it's just nostalgia. For it. Yeah, I mean, you could do a good Muppet movie where you've got like I, they're singing I Lizzo like songs the, or something. The only good music that sounds like this that came out of the seventies is the, the Muppets and the Carpenters. Oh, you're a fan That's of the Carpenters? <laughs> you stuck a gun to my head and uh, get try, try to get me to recognize a Carpenter song out of a thousand other songs I wouldn't be able to. What did the Carpenters sing? Uh, why would you know that the Carpenters song? Yeah. Um. I have no idea what you would know that this, what the Carpenters said. Oh, okay. Not that it's neither here or there, but, like, I've never no, heard anyone in my life go to the bat for the Carpenters. It's the 70s band that I know the name of that <laughs> sung this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I kind of like the vibe of of uh, uh, late 70s, just, like, folk music and stuff like that. I'm not, like, huge, like, super fan of it, but, like, there's, there's some kind of laid-back nature to that stuff that I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then you'll be in the mood where you're like, I guess I didn't could listen Karen to some 70s Carpenter, stuff. Carpenter, didn't she like kill herself or something? No, she died of anorexia. That's what it is. That's because I've always heard people just. I've only known her name in context of. Okay, yeah. Well, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. Uh, she was that gender, like the um, one of the the. Uh, I only know this because I had a, a dance teacher who was obsessed with her. Oh, really? She was one of one of the big like gay icons of her era, and I this, this, like her and um, for gay men, Judy Garland. Yep. God, I'm looking Loved at their her. musicography, and I don't recognize any of this stuff. I don't know. We don't need to get on a carpenter. Yeah, we don't need 20 minutes <laughs> talking about the carpenters. But yeah, wait. Yeah. Goodbye to love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's one of them. Congratulations. You it's on Wikipedia. The There's a sound sample, but yeah, anyway. Mm. So, yeah, it's the first time you meet her. Everything turns into a bleary tampon commercial looking thing. <laughs> 
Man, that's Bunch the soft of... focus filters they put all over this stuff. It like, oh Bunch god. Like lady, dude and lady dancers. The lady dancers look like they just tripped off of Benny Hill set <laughs> with their. They probably did. I mean, British I'm sure hair. some of these women were veterans of like being chased by Benny Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lady Holidays tells Nikki, "Hey, that's my new receptionist out there, and he thinks she's sensational." I guess he has a thing for sturdy legs too. I guess so. This is the first time he's laying eyes on, on on Piggy, right? Correct. Yeah, hence hence the whole him being taken. While everybody's applauding for the musical number, the lights get turned off and somebody steals Lady Holiday's necklace. She screams right in Nikki's ear. Yeah, I do. He can't do anything. And a ketchup on my cumberbund. And like he's just does this whole great like oh my god he's acting like <laughs> that's he's the one that's being devastated and well it's great because he's like she screamed ie in my ear and she said she's mm-hmm. like I I screamed ie because someone stole my necklace and the fact that they're saying ie just cracks me up yeah also the fact that the uh, Nikki was using ketchup at this swanky swanky <laughs> expensive place I don't know, did they even use ketchup in England he may have brought it with joke. him too who knows yeah yeah mm. so. uh... That's when Kermit discovers Piggy isn't Lady Holiday, because everybody's talking about Lady Holiday's jewels being stolen, but he isn't even able to confront her, because she runs off and turns into a nightmare human-sized Miss Piggy walking down the street. Where she's waddling through the streets with these giant pink shoes on? Like, there's something not right about the scale of Miss Piggy in this scene. I'm sure they probably got a... Well, because it's a human in a pig suit. And, yep. A person in a pig suit doesn't move the same way that a Muppet does, and it's just extra, no. just like, mm, I mean, you, you, she's far away, so it's like, you don't even get to see your face or anything like that, but it's always just like, nah, do not want, yeah. this is, yeah. mm-hmm. Ugh, chili willies. Yep. So Gonza thinks he got a photo of the jewel thief. Yeah, and he's developing and... the film inside the Happiness Hotel bathroom, because I guess it's the only room in yeah. the, the place without any windows. Mm-hmm. There's people bang on the door, because they got to take a big old meaty dump. They got photos of the thieves, but as soon as they look at it, everybody bursts down the door and destroys the evidence with the normal light. Aw, Even as a kid, I was always struck by the drama of, like, Gonzo holding up the photo negative and it just, like, turning black in his hands. And it's always like, ow. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, like, yeah, Fozzie's all like, ah, oh, we got him. We got their hands in the cookie jar. And he's like, oh, and then the cookie jar crumbled. And then everyone's mm-hmm. like, Rah. And just a whole scene based on the idea that Muppets need to take a shit. <laughs> In retrospect, it's a little weird, but yeah. Yeah. So, um... Later, Kermit sits at a pond with one of Piggy's glass slippers that she left at the supper club. He's being sad. The big, chunky glass slipper, too. You kind of oh, forget that Piggy's... so feet, chunky! That Piggy's feet are kind of like little felt hooves, which is extra kind of alarming, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so Peter Falk is like, Hey, I join you! He's, he's, he's like, he doesn't need to hear Kermit's story. He's... He sees that one shoe and he knows the whole story and so he tells Kermit a story about dry cleaning business and what opened down the street and they were undercutting you and doing more business and that jerk Bernie joined the circus and glass so eventually he sold it, went into the glass slipper business. All this gobbledygook. If you're going to have anyone show up in your Muppet movie as a hobo who just goes off on a random tangent, the fucking Peter Falk's a great fucking choice. Yeah. yeah, and Kermit tells him, you're 100% wrong. Nothing you have told me has been remotely near the truth. So uh, he's like, well, let me try a different story. Kermit tells him, uh, we're doing a movie here. Uh, so and he's like, oh, oh, pardon me. And he goes, but not before asking him if he wants to buy a watch that he has on the inside of his coat. 
Was that a business model that ever worked, or did it only exist for comedic effect? I would assume that has, that has to be. You know what? That's probably one of those gags that's kind of born out of the depression. People are probably doing that for real, but then just became yeah. like you know, like jokes from the Catskills and everything like that afterwards, where it just became like a like comedic fodder and just kind of like a yeah comedy uh, trope in of itself. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. But also, in this moment, people always keep on talking about how they want Mark Ruffalo to star in a new Columbo TV show because everyone mm. seems, seems to think that Mark Ruffalo is the new Peter Falk. And actually, I've never quite seen that until this. I was like, oh yeah, I could totally see. It's funny because I think Peter Falk's probably about the same age that Mark Ruffalo is now in this this scene. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see it. I can see Mark Ruffalo essentially doing this scene. But yeah. And kind of hears a commotion. Finds Miss Piggy has shoved an old, mid pompous British man into a pond. Kermit confronts her, saying she only, and she says she only lied because she wanted to be with him. And he saw her dancing with that other guy, and that guy happens to be a jewel thief. And she's like, oh, you're just jealous. So he gets frustrated and starts to leave, but she begs him not to go. And he says, Piggy, you're overacting. And she says she's not overacting. She's trying to save the movie. It's a weird fourth wall break that isn't directed right at the audience, but it's just Carmen suddenly berating someone for not being a good enough actor within the film. And th there's a great uh -huh. moment where Piggy, Piggy does like yell at the at the audience for a brief moment where they're in the middle of arguing too, which is great. Um, yeah. Well, she says she's playing 800 different emotions, <laughs> and he said tells her to play one of them right. I'm encouraged Big Ashland just turns into a real dick for that moment. It's like, ouch, man, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Oh. I enjoy it when Jim and Frank get to have their characters this, squabble. Uh, this also kind of suggests that, like, even though Kermit's just a sweetheart, kind of suggests that Kermit, like, when he's not playing Kermit the Frog, he's kind of an asshole, but yeah. Well, you get pushed by Miss Piggy that much. Yeah, that's a good point, too, yeah. <laughs> they probably had a bad night that night, Brian. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so God. she doesn't need this. She has a career of her own. She can walk. He's like, yeah, you want to walk or and walk? So then she gets sad. And he's like, well, come on. We got to get back to the movie. And she says she's sorry for leaving the night prior night. He's like, that's okay. And now they ride bikes. It's weird how that screaming and yelling fight turns into them. This is the big, the, like, the technical marvel from this movie is, uh, yeah, the whole bike riding scene. Which, they did a little mm -hmm. bit of this in the first Muppet movie. Uh, where Kermit, like, there's, like, one or two shots where Kermit's riding a bike, but then they decide to up the ante by, like, we'll have Kermit and then Piggy, and then we're gonna have, like, all the Muppets on bikes. Like, going yep. through, like, Highgate Park or whatever in London, and this is, yeah, pretty impressive. This, the, there's no real, I guess this is kind of, like, the one scene in the movie where Piggy, the musical number is just them being in love, but, like, mm -hmm. they, this really just does exist just to show off, like, oh, like, what kind of tech, new kind of technological marvel can we do with a Muppet? Stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're all obviously on wires and stuff, but it's very cute and very pretty. And I wouldn't say obviously. Well, but you know what I mean, like because could... people wondered for years and years, like before you could look it up on the internet, how they do that. Uh, there is one shot where uh, Piggy and Kermit are riding around in circles, where they're obviously mm -hmm. not just like on a track or anything like that. And that is actually like I'm watching that right now, and I, I have no idea how the fuck they did that because they're not mm. obviously supported on wires, but like, oh god, yeah, I don't know. That's fucking. Yeah, 1981 technology. I don't know how... Like, if you stuck guns to people making movies these days, I don't even know how... If they could even do it without resorting to CGI, but they did that in 1981 with... With just, yeah, yeah fucking wires and motors and radio... Re I'm re remote control I'm puppets. I'm surprised you were able to pay attention when you... Because you were probably recoiling at horror at all these Muppet legs that you hate so much. The Muppet legs? Yeah. Yeah, no! It's weird. You, you always have issues with lower bodies of Muppets. It's, I, yeah, no, it's just, 
They spend so much time going out of their way not to show the lower house with Muppets. It's extra weird, too, because whenever they try to make Kermit walk, it's fine because if he's on a bike, you don't have to worry about the physics of what's going on. Whenever they try to make him walk full-bodied, and you forget that he's, mm -hmm. his legs are just little stick legs like his arms, but, like, how does he walk? <laughs> like, it's so, like, oh. You know. Um, but we did skip over a little... Yeah, there is a little bit right before the bike riding scene starts where there's, a, like, a... Mm. Uh, a guy and a girl walking past a Muppet well, right before the Peter Falk stars, uh, thing starts where mm -hmm. she's like, Dad, what's that? And he's like, oh, that's just a really depressed Muppet or anything. That's one of the Muppeteers. No, she, she says, look, Dad, a bear. And he says, no. Oh, that's right. Bears wear hats. <laughs> that's also just... I I guess this is just an excuse to get that girl in the movie because she was the daughter of one of the Muppeteers and she died like a year after this movie came out. But like, if you're going to try to squeeze awful. someone into a Gross. movie... Hate it. Like, that's a pretty good joke to, like, they, 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 they made the most out of that moment, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Thanks for the gross, depressing news, Jack. I'm just saying, she had, like, cystic fibrosis or something like that, and she, like, turned into dust. I don't know. Fucking. <laughs> you just... <laughs> yeah. Diseases the... work? Yeah. You're the best, Bill. <laughs> Never change. Anyway. Turned to dust, for fuck's sake. Anyway. Oh. Bike ride scene, so back... yeah. Backstage at one of Holiday's model events later. Peggy's running around getting shit done. Oh, God. This is the Nikki part where you go to the bathroom because nothing in this scene is worth watching. He wants to have dinner with Peggy. She's so different looking. He's tired of the no normal looking women well, with their long legs and aquiline noses, teeth like pearls, and soft skin. Oh, Peggy's he like, oh, yeah, I can see why you'd be horrified by creatures like that. Yeah. yeah. He tries to manhandle her, but Kermit shows up. Looking for the men's Weird room. sexual tension! Like, this is whole thing about, like, yeah, between Charles and, again, Charles Grode being the main human in this conflict, this love triangle that's going on, and, like, the fact that Kermit shows up, like, Charles Grode has to act intimidated by Kermit the Frog. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah. She introduces Kermit as her special friend. After he leaves with a harumph, Nikki tells Piggy they could have had something special, now he can't re be responsible for what happened. Which is a weird threat. <laughs> mm-hmm. She gives him a little punch on the chest like, all right, you. I like that little motion they did. It pieces out. Adama, the other models come out. She leaves and tell uh, Nikki he's got to plant the jewels on Piggy. Oh, I guess this and is the fashion show that... Now uh, that the cops like, are going to ask questions. Okay, yeah. yeah. This is the one she was getting ready for. Like, I guess this is all taking place in less than 24 hours. Yeah, okay. I guess. In, in, in the scene where Miss Piggy first meets Kermit, they're talking about how her fashion show is tomorrow. And I guess, like, the supper yeah. club dinner was last night, and I guess they just did the whole riding in the park right before, like, in the daytime before this uh, nightly show was going to happen. Yeah. He knows they got to plant the jewels on her. He just wishes there was another way. Forgive me, Miss Piggy. <laughs> Charles Grimm. I love him. <laughs> the fashion show starts... And these outfits are not nearly stupid or ugly enough to be in an actual fashion I don't show. know if the joke is that even for 1981, this is a horrifying ugly, because they're like these big floral print dresses, and they're not mm -hmm. elegant at all. It just looks like everything's way well, too Well, no, cool. fashion shows are always just a bunch of bullshit. I know, but still, I wonder if, like, how much is this is a joke versus, like, this is just how terrible 1981 fashions were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that true to be that, too. So one of the models pretends to twist her knee, and Piggy Piggy says she'll stay there, right there with her. But Nikki says you can't; you have to go on in her place. And it's time for the swimwear portion of the show, and it's Miss Piggy. The crowd loves it, I think, or she might be daydreaming already. Yeah. I don't know. 
Then she has a daydream about a. This is the part I was saying you can go take a shit and take a break or walk the dog for because. (laughs) So she's living her dream being a model on the runway, but she's still unsatisfied and needs to daydream about having more. I was going to ask if she's a Disney princess wanting more than she already has, but I guess she kind of is. Yeah. Is Miss Piggy a Disney princess now? I'm sure they could probably, there's probably the, uh, like a Miss Piggy Wizard of Oz or something like that where she played a princess and so technically you can consider, I fucking hate that shit where everyone's like, oh, Princess Leia's my favorite Disney princess. I'm like, yeah, mm. fucking old joke. Yeah, I was just like, uh, <laughs> we get it. You, you, you made the joke about the Disney princesses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, there's too many shots of Miss Piggy's thirty legs. In this, this movie's fucking horny for Miss Piggy's legs. It is. <laughs> they somebody spent a lot of time sculpting those legs, and we're like, God damn it! You better. There bad had better at least be a dozen loving shots of these f- sturdy felt legs. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know the terrible thing is they put a lot of time and energy into the sequence because again, like I, I, with with showing off how hard it is to do Muppets plus water stuff, they decide to do a whole musical sequence about Miss Piggy swimming in the water, and it kind of turns into a big Busby, not Busby Berkeley. There was a lady who was in charge of all these kind of like swimwear musical numbers back in the '30s that like this is paying a specific homage to, where it's essentially Busby Berkeley mm-hmm. but in the water. And like fucking Piggy's got fireworks in her hair, and Charles Grodin and fucking Mupp and um, Kermit are singing to Miss Piggy through like little ovals next to her head, and yeah. Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy. It's I appreciate the work they put into this, but as even as a child, I was like, oh my god, let it end, let it end. Well, it- Stop it! Turn it off. off. She turns. She turns into that horrible pig suit again and does a dive into the. This is the thing where you see it fully lit. She's in the bath. Oh my god! There's like human breasts under that pig suit, and that's a phrase you never want to hear. Because I think it's a dude. You think it's? But you can definitely see the rib cage splayed open before they dive. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. She dives in the water, comes back to reality because she fell in the fountain at the front of the stage. Maybe she's not cut out to be a model. (laughs) No, seriously. Nikki comes out after putting the necklace in her pocket of her coat and uh, puts it around her to warm her up. And Charles Grodin does a really good job of acting like he's pretending to be shocked and appalled. Yeah. And Piggy stealing it. I was, oh. Well, that's the oh. thing, because he seems so devastated. That's the best. Where he's uh-huh. like, oh, my God, Miss Piggy. I can't believe it. Oh, blah, 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 no, blah. No, just like, no, Just like when his no. sister gets robbed the night, the night before, where he's all like, oh, my God, there's ketchup on my cover, but oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's, man, God damn. Charles Grodin, the secret best Muppet, who's not a Muppet ever. Uh, the, the, you prefer him? Does that title go to him or the uh, the lady from um, uh, 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 Treasure Island who ran the inn? Oh God, what was oh, she what like? What's her name? Because most what people was, would say the, lo- the best human person ever to be in a Muppet movie was Tim Curry, but no, you like that? You called her a human Muppet. <laughs> um, God, no, yeah, I'd have to let me look at this up. Hold on, I'll look it Muppet. up. Muppet. Uh, oh, so we've only covered Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, I feel like we did a different Muppet thing. Oh, no, in Muppet Christmas Carol. A Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, but wait, did we do... Oh, we must have had to have done... We did did Treasure Island for the podcast, though, right? It's not like I just watched it with you just on a whim. No, that was a fairly early thing that we did. Uh, Jennifer Saunders? Maybe? Yeah, because looking at the cast list, uh, there's only... There's the kid who played (laughs) Jim Hawkins. There's Tim... Yeah, that's really... Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, Jennifer Saunders is just fucking fantastic in general. I mean, she, I yeah. mean, I, she's the kind of person who, even if you, I had never seen the movie, I would say, oh, yeah, she would make a great human Muppet. Like, yeah, of course you would put her yeah. in, a, in a goddamn Muppet movie. Um, yeah. But not to say that all humans in Muppet movies are trying to be Muppets, but, like, it is funny no. when you get someone like Charles Grodin who is so much on the vibe of the Muppets that, like, he really feels plugged into that universe. Like, yeah, yeah you, you, that, like, you almost feel like he would exist in a world where Muppets actually exist, and he's pretty much just because he, like, thinks like a Muppet. It's just, he just, the only difference is that he's made out of meat, but, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Lady Holiday's like, it was Miss Piggy was stole my necklace, and oh, no! she gets led away by the police. She's like, oh, Kermit was right. You were the the thief. Oh, it was you. And you can't even sing. You were dubbed. <laughs> Ooh, wait, Great who's insult. who's dubbed? <laughs> Charles Grodin. She, Piggy yells him at that. Oh, she does. I didn't even pick. I didn't notice that. I must have been writing my notes or something. Yeah. Well, that's great. So well, I guess uh, that's that because he's like singing along with Miss yeah. Piggy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A uh, reporter asks Lady Holiday about her baseball diamond. She says it's going to go on permanent display at the Mallory Gallery. Mallory Gallery. Uh, I'm going to say, where you Nikki better pronounce it models. right, because I'm assuming the only re reason it's named Mallory Gallery is because it rhymes, but yeah. Yeah, which is where Nikki and the models are going to steal it Tuesday at midnight, which Gonzo hears them laughing about because he was under a table taking photos of kneecaps. Which, that I'm sounds sure like Gonzo, Gonzo fetish. That sounds kneecaps. about right. Yeah. Yeah. Kermit tells everybody at the hotel that they're going to go save Miss Piggy. Uh, there might be physical violence, gunplay. Maybe somebody will get killed. So if anybody wants out, now's the time. Everybody starts making excuses to get the fuck out of there. But then Fozzie says, for shame. I need a for shame. shame. When he says them. that, it's like actually like, oh no, Fozzie's angry. <laughs> he says they're going to do it for justice and shit. So now everybody's back. It sounds terrible, Sandy but this would have might have been one of my first movie moments as a kid that really inspired me the idea of that like you have to sacrifice yourself for others is like a selfless thing and it's mm. a good thing and but mm. i because i love i think that's one of the things that helps them up it's appeal to kids is the fact that they do react realistically in this scene where like, there's danger like fuck no i'm not getting into danger <laughs> and like you can feel yeah. that as a kid and they're like okay well Fossey's actually the best of them because he's willing to stick his neck out but yeah it's a good lesson yeah, to kids Sam yeah, Sam the Eagle says at times like this, he's proud to be an American, oh, okay, and then he leaves to not go on the journey with everybody else. <laughs> okay, yeah. The bed closes in the wall, and all our legs stick out. Yeah. Hey, cut to commercial. In jail, Piggy gets a visit from her lawyer, a little green guy. It's no wonder Kermit hasn't visited her. He was finishing law school. I muted myself so I could sneeze. Thank you. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> he's wearing disguise. Uh, his name is Rothnall. He's he's only has her attorney because they wouldn't let him see him any other way. I think they just wanted to dress Kermit. Yeah, up I think they don't just put him in a like they give him a wig on top of a hat. <laughs> yeah, well, literally a hat on top of a wig, but that's extra. Yeah. He's got this little mustache, which then becomes <laughs> one of my most indelible memories of this movie coming up. But yeah, Kermit says they're gonna stop those thieves from stealing the baseball diamond and prove her innocence. They kiss between the the uh, the. I was gonna say bars, but it's a no. It's it's like a grill, fence. yeah. Chain link, chain, chain, chain link, link fence, fence, yeah. And uh, then they transfer the Piggy's mustache, got... yeah, between. Yep. Which is so yep. weird. Like it gets. Just... And then he, well, he also has mesh on his face. Oh, okay. Because well, I guess they grease those bars to fucking. Mesh. I guess that's the joke, but yeah, I remember this kid being like, "What happened there?" Because like she, because <laughs> the mustache like magically transports between the mesh, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. 
So in Nikki's office, they're planning their robbery with all their fancy, fancy gear, grappling hooks and shit. At the Happiness Hotel, they're planning it with their whoopee cushions, bags of chickens, this is wax lips, just... rubber rafts with holes in it. I, anything that, that highlights how awful the Muppets are at any kind of, like, like, any kind of tactical stuff or subterfuge. I just, like, because, yeah, like, where's the whoopee cushion? I think I left it in the car. And, like, Dr. Mm -hmm. T's there and making all kinds of crazy faces and stuff. And it's just fucking, yeah, like, oh, of course, the list of all, because Fozzie drew up the list. It's a list of, like, yeah, whoopee cushions, rubber chickens, stuff you don't need at all. And while, yeah, it's cross-cutting between that and the thieves, and they're, like, got, like, laser cutters and all this kind of crazy shit. And actually, kind of watching it as an adult now, like, I realize that actually most of the stuff that the jewel thieves are putting together is just... Uh, just, like, ridiculous names for shit, like, the, the, the laser waffler and all this stuff, like, it's not, I, I, I guess the grappling gun is the one thing that you would recognize as being a useful tool for a jewel robbery, but everything else is just, like, yeah. nonsense, too, but, yeah. Yeah, Piggy's pacing her cell while they're getting prepared, and, uh, then she gets hype, because I guess two of the other ladies that are locked up with her are like, do it, and then she bends the bars of her cell. And then the baddies park at the Mallory, Mallory Gallery, which is out in the open for everyone to see, and use a grappling hook to scale the side of the building. Piggy escapes on the back of a laundry van. And the Muppets roll up to the front of the gallery wearing their disguises, which is just a bunch of Groucho glasses. So they had to craft <laughs> Groucho glasses for every single one of these Muppets. Like custom, not, yeah. They couldn't, yeah, custom ones. Like a fucking scooter, his eyes have just turned into like, the, now they're just the glasses with the eyebrows and everything like that. <laughs> and it's weird to see like like Ralph and Animal with like Groucho Glow's noses. Groucho Glow, it's just mm -hmm. fucking, oh god, I love... And again, because that's 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 it's 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 equipment supplied by Fozzie, so of course it's joke shop bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a blowtorch, so maybe Animal can eat his way through the bars, which he starts to do, but the guards and dogs scare them all away. And I always, I don't, I always enjoy just Muppets screaming and scattering. Well, exactly, and they're acting like children because dogs are scary, and so they all scatter. <laughs> like there's not even any. They don't try to put up a fight or anything. They just haul ass. Yeah, it's great. And just, yeah. just the image of them all just moving in a crowd like that is always going to be. It's such fun visual noise. It's always just heartwarming. Yeah. But yeah. Elsewhere, Piggy's asking Peter Ustinoff if he knows where the baseball diamond's being kept, and luckily he does, being kept at the Mallory Gallery, an impregnable fortress. And she asks for a ride, but he has no uh, no passenger side on sign on his big cement truck or whatever he's driving. Yeah. She asks nicely, but he says no, and so she throws him in the garbage where Oscar the Grouch pops out and is like, what's all the racket? He says, what are you doing here? He says, a very brief cameo. He says, me too. Da -ba -da -ba -da. That's what I was like. I, was, I thought there were more cameos in this movie, that's, but That's it. That's the last one. Um, and also, I don't know if it's a stunt guy, but it looks like it's actually Peter Ustinov actually doing a pretty good stunt throwing himself into the garbage. But like mm. an old guy, like, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So the bad guys sneak into the gallery, and Piggy's still driving there, which is, there's a sign that says it's very, still very far away. She That's gets cute. on the radio and checks some, some trucker talk to see if there's any popo along the way, and she's all clear. I do love how she so automatically becomes an expert at speaking, I guess presumably <laughs> to other American truckers. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in these Britain. English highways, but yeah, yeah. Um, that that's pretty good, yeah. Uh, please, there are lorry drivers. Lorry, yeah. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so Kermit and Fozzie pose as pizza delivery man to give a pizza to the guard, even though he hates pepperoni, and it's got pepperoni on it. God damn. Of course the English would fucking hate pepperoni, you sons of bitches. I suppose they even have pizza in England. <laughs> it's probably got, like, bean curd and shit oh, on it. Oh, God, yes. They, they figured, somehow figured out a way to outdo the Japanese on the worst things you could put on I a pizza. Hate me fish liver pizza. I'm shocked that it's actually pizza, because I'm surprised they're not, like, the, the, the joke is that they're delivering some kind of ridiculous, awful, like, boiled British, like, calves head or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. So as they talk about that, all the Muppets sneak behind the guard and maybe give it to the dogs as the Muppets keep sneaking by. Yeah. Because kind of surprised the guard gas. isn't somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Muppets are trying to figure out how to get to the roof, and then they dogs show up. They they now have a taste for meat. They <laughs> chase the Muppets. They climb the ivy on the side of the building to get away. And the Muppets turn into these weird like they're it's obviously like the the, the thing that they're climbing up. They're like like attached to some kind of thing that's sliding in the mup. The the, the, mm -hmm. the post that they're climbing up and it's and there's also one weird actual visual effects shot where um it's actually there's a splice in between this is literally a shot that lasts half a second, but uh the Muppets mm. are on the top half of the screen and the dogs are at the bottom, but they just do this weird split screen. I don't know why they could, felt like they couldn't actually have the pet have the dogs and the Muppets in the same shot together. But it's just kind of a weird if you really look at that shot, you can totally tell like like the two halves of the shot don't match up at all, but it was only for half a second just to establish the fact that the dogs are like right below the the, the Muppets, but yeah. anyway. But anyway, Ralph says woof woof to them, and the dogs calm down. It helps to know a second language. That's cute. So, <laughs> welcome to the Muppets. That's cute. So, Piggy will never make it back by midnight, but a stunt team truck drives by and a motorcycle and outfit fall at the back. How convenient. Yeah. So, Where this, um, this stunt truck is going with its back door open at, like, midnight on this English country back yeah. road? I have no idea, but, yeah. yeah so... Uh, on the roof, they make Beaker check the window above the baseball diamond and electrocutes him. Biggs' eyes glow until it gets turned off by the villains That's a good in effect, room. Yeah. Then Animal pulls the whole window to open, and um, the baseball diamond is like 100 feet below them, so they can't jump. But Beauregard says, Maybe we could just jump halfway. Thanks, Beauregard. Thanks, Beauregard. Yeah, the most Muppet kind of <laughs> idea. It's yep, interesting so too, because like the I I didn't realize the Muppet the, the baseball diamond is actually inside like a big like leather glove too. Yeah, it doesn't look tacky. At no, all. yeah. So, the uh, the bad guys go into that room and they're just gonna have to go down there and catch them red-handed and that's the running joke where they keep saying. Red I forgot about that. Yeah. Color all their hands no. now. Mm -hmm. So uh, Muppets are just gonna go down there. So they make a Muppet ladder. Yeah, Muppet Daisy ladder. Chain. Yeah. Uh-huh. As a horrible human skin, uh, Miss Piggy races there on the motorcycle chased by cops. Because you, you wanted excitement, even though it only lasts two scenes. Yeah. So, uh, the baddies get the diamond, but the Muppets attack them. Diamond starts getting thrown around as the sports announcer does a Muppet play-by-play. -play. Yeah, they've got their Howard Animal. Cosell Muppet up in the rafters. Yeah. Yeah. Scooter's yeah, selling a red-hot popcorn, chase... and... Yep. Animals chase the models as Beaker pitches the diamond, and New Zealand hits it with a fish. 
Kermit tries to catch it. Lucy Lin's still my all-time favorite Muppet, so anytime for him to, like, yeah. play baseball. And I love, like, I, I'm assuming they only call it the baseball diamond because in the writer's room they were like, okay, well, they, they probably, like, uh, like, there's a big diamond and the impromptu baseball game breaks out. Why don't just call it the baseball diamond? We'll just, like, lean into the ridiculousness yeah. of it, yeah. Yep. Kermit tries to catch it, but uh, Nikki grabs it instead and pulls a gun on everybody. Not too often you see people pulling actual guns on Muppets. It's a even yeah. even even these days it's a little weird, but yeah. Yeah. And Kermit's like, "Why are you doing it?" And he's like, "Cause I'm a villain, pure and simple." So Fozzie asks Kermit to go to let Kermit go, and if he holds him for too long, he'll just get warts. But no, the frog's coming with them. But before they can leave, Piggy bursts through a stained glass window on her motorcycle. And slow motion... It's obvious they did this, like, <laughs> acted this in slow motion. Yeah. And lands on Dickie. Uh, and then she fights the girls, knocking them all out with her karate chop. And it's great, because, I, I mean, this is not supposed to be masterful, uh... Uh, kung fu choreography, but just seeing the girls like, like the like the how they're like going out of their way not to attack Miss Piggy as she's karate chopping their hips. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like... somebody should have shouted, "Oh no!" They they rotated Miss Piggy's eyes to angry. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I guess she knocks out everyone. Nikki start. Yep, Nikki starts to raise the gun, but Kermit knocks him out with the baseball diamond, and the guards burst into the room, and yay, everybody cheers. Yay. Love to save today. Out mm -hmm. Outside, the crooks are being put in police cars, and Nikki wants a moment, tells Piggy he really did care for her, and they could have had the world on a silver platter, but she tells him that silver's turned to iron bars. Somewhere along the way, she figured out the difference between wrong and right. Nikki is wrong. Kermit is right. So then newspaper headline, Twins and Pig Foil Heist. <laughs> this was all to get their shitty newspaper job back. Pretty much. We never talked about uh, Nikki socks either, right? No, like, that's how they did. show off to the audience, like, oh, it's Nikki, obviously, even at the start of the film. He's always wearing these, <laughs> like, terrible paisley socks that match his ties. But, like, Man. yeah, I get fucking Charles. It's not like Charles Grown's character's a big thing in this movie, or, like, just, but, I uh, just fucking love that kid. Secret best human character in any Muppet movie, but, yeah. Mm. Well, so, uh, Yeah, that's the end of the movie. I forgot, like, this is it. Like, it just cuts to them. They're in the yeah. hold of the airplane heading back to America. Yep, they get thrown out the door because they're in America now, but luckily this time they at least have parachutes. Yeah. So then they sing a song about how that was a movie starring everybody and me. Then at the very end of the credits, uh, Gonzo takes a photo of the, the audience, and that's that. That's it, yeah. Cut to the original yeah. post-credits moments tied together mm -hmm. to the Muppet Cinematic Universe. Um, hey, but yeah. the Muppet, hey, here's a, the shocker. The Muppets is good. Spoilers, yeah, I know. We're going to blow everyone's minds. By, but yeah, fucking... Uh, yeah, Muppet Caper, pretty goddamn good movie. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to, yeah, even looking on Wikipedia now to see if there's anything interesting about this movie. Uh, I guess the, the music and uh, the songs were done by Joe Raposo, who did, uh, the, uh, songs and music. He was the original guy doing songs and music for Sesame Street, replacing, was it Paul Williams who wrote the songs for the first movie? So, which is kind of interesting, just because Paul Williams is a pretty good songwriter. He's written a lot of crazy yeah. shit, and those songs for the first Muppet movie were pretty good. I don't know if these songs are quite as good as the ones in the first one, but... Yeah, there's not much else about this movie other than uh, because Jim. Well, I know Jim Henson. He couldn't. He was. He was originally the one asked to perform Yoda for The Empire Strikes Back. He couldn't do it because he was busy directing this movie. 
So you got to send it. Well, no, but my friend Jim Henson, he might be able to help you out, and that's how, or not, my friend of Frank Oz, yeah, so that's how Frank Oz wound up playing Yoda. Um, Yeah, I can't think of anything else about this movie that's, like... No, even the IMD trivia is not that great, although the one, the good one, good one is, hey, this is Charles Grodin's only Muppet movie. (laughs) Thanks for that trivia. As opposed to all the other stars are... Even. What? Even on IMDB trivia, zero of three people found that interesting. (laughs) I love the idea. You know how bad it. Ha- you know how bad your trivia has to be for nobody to find who, it interesting on who IMDb. Who was sitting there online and went, mm, "You know what? I'm going to click on Charles Grodin's Wikipedia <laughs> entry to find out how many Muppet movies is in." Saw that he was only in one, and that cracked their knuckles. I'm like, I got to go to IMDb and tell those guys this is Charles Grodin's only Muppet movie. Oh mm-hmm. my god! But yeah, so that's that's the great Muppet caper. Uh, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, again, uh, maybe not as good as I remember it being, but still, it's it's. I would. I'm almost tempted to say there's no such thing as a bad Muppet movie, but considering I've not seen any of the newer ones, no, I, you have. You saw the one. Well, no, wait. We did it for this podcast. Well, the no. I mean, the I'm talking about Walter. even post Muppet Christmas. I'm talking about. I know we did one for this podcast. Wait, what we did? We did the one with Jason Siegel. Oh, we did. We did. Wait, no. Yes, we did, Bill. Oh really? The and you one... complained. You complained about how much you didn't like the human Muppet character. Oh, that son of a bitch! <laughs> it's funny because I just went on that twenty-minute rant at the start of this episode about we need to let people come up with new Muppets, but come up with new Muppets, not new fake human Muppets, who's like <laughs> randomly the star of the movie instead of Kermit. Like that's a half-assed measure. You come up with new Muppets, actual Muppet. Give them goofy hair and new colored skin. Don't make a flesh-toned, non-neurotic. Like, hi, I'm a human Muppet. I'm just a stand-in for the creators of this film. Brr, fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> fuck you, Muppet. Bill, Bill's angry about that movie. He can't remember seeing. <laughs> yeah, I did never see the second one. That kind of killed the Muppet franchise. I know it's got Tina Fey in it, and it sounds like they try to do a Muppet Keeper thing because I think that's like. Uh, international spying stuff, as opposed to George yeah. Thieves, but no, they try to broaden the horizons point. of the Muppet mythos, I guess. Mythos, yeah. mythos, meepos. I'm from meepos. Meepals. Meepals. We'll do meepals four mm-hmm. for the next episode. How about that? Because I think that's the one with the alien. Oh yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> I cannot, that's the only meepals movie I've seen. I've never even seen the one with Bill Murray in it. Um, mm. Man, Muppets. Man, the Muppets. God. Um, we have said so much about the Muppets at this we point. We like what the Muppets. The say. Muppets are good. Mm-hmm. Let them die already. <laughs> Disney should <laughs> no. just say, hey, you know, we're putting a moratorium on the Muppets for the next 20 years. So no, if, them... if you're going to stop doing the Muppets, you have to release Muppet replicas. That's Yeah, that's come on. Get, at least let us do our own Muppet things. Yeah, for Christ's sake. I will sakes. pay upwards of $300 for a Muppet. <laughs> just let me fucking do the it. The one time someone tried to create a Muppet replica recently, no one wanted to kickstart that fucking cookie monster. Um, I forgot because that was $300. Yeah, horrible human beings. It was cheaper than the fucking Star Wars Transformer shit they put up there, but people are like, "Oh, I'll pay eight hundred dollars for a Unicron." Yeah, Ooh. and you can't. But you, you can't, can't be- spend three hundred dollars on a fucking Cookie Monster. You, you can't hug or cuddle monsters. with a Unicron. You can hug and cuddle no. with a Cookie Monster. You know, I'm generally. Yeah. Sh- I mean, I guess that's. I always forget that the Sesame Street people are different people than the than the. You know, Disney owns the Muppets, but they don't own Sesame Street. But yeah, if you're gonna kickstart a bum Muppet replica, 
I'm kind of surprised they went with Kick Cookie Monster over, you'd think you would go for, like, one of the actual Muppets, like, you know, Fozzie or Gonzo or Kermit or something like that instead, but that's an entirely different licensing deal, but, but yeah, come on, like, well, we always talked about how, uh, yeah, FAO Schwartz, they were selling Whatnots for the longest time, like, a decade ago, and I guess yeah. maybe that didn't go that well, because they, they, those went on sale, and that's how I've, I've got my one Muppet that I've got. Um, but yeah, but if they had not been whatnots, if they had actually been the main characters from the Muppet movies, maybe they would have sold more. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, the, all the felt material that went into making one of those whatnot pop puppets that you could have just made a Kermit instead, but uh, maybe yeah. not enough people want to be Kermit. <laughs> maybe he's not as popular as we're imagining, know. but anyway, no, so that's, gotta be. that's a great Muppet caper. It's good times. Yeah, it's it's good times. It's good times. It's on Disney Plus. Everybody has Disney Plus, so you can go watch. Yeah, that's what we watched on. And again, it's an uh, HD enough that you can start seeing the seams and some of the stuff, but it's still pretty good. You can't see the wires yeah. on everything, but yeah, you can totally tell when it's remote controlled puppets as opposed to actual normal, normal human hands up the ass Muppets. Um, <laughs> hands right up their ass. I have no idea what we're doing next. I was That's fine. well. You, uh, whenever you do, because like I said, we've opened up the podcast to sometimes doing things like this, where we talk about something that's universally beloved, uh, f- uh, that we've seen before, but that we both like. I don't know what I know that like, I don't know what I could do that I would like to talk on the podcast that you would be enjoy it too, because I could like have us talk <laughs> about like a Popeye or Josie and the Pussycats or Galaxy Quest or something like that. But I don't know. You, I don't know if you've, you I don't think you've you've even seen any of those things. I've seen Galaxy Quest. Yeah, what do you think about Galaxy Quest? You like it? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right, yeah, because you've never seen Popeye or Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, I've seen enough of Popeye. <laughs> that's okay, you've seen enough of Popeye. Oh, my God. And I was thinking... I saw the first three hours of Popeye, only to be shocked that it was only, like, the first 45 minutes of Popeye. It goes off for a while. It's got... Oh, speaking of Paul... No, wait. That's Harry Nilsson, not Paul Williams, who that's singing those songs. Anyway, uh, I was also thinking about... Have you heard about Uncut Gems, the new Adam Sandler movie? I don't want to watch that. No, I'm not talking about watching that, but because people... Are, <laughs> okay. The joke is now... Oh, you want to watch an Adam Sandler movie. Well, because movie. people are like, oh, here's my impression of Uncut Gems, and it's like people going, oh, I've got rocks, I'm Adam Sandler, I'm so sad, yeah. give me an Oscar. Part of me, like, should we do, like, Billy Madison, because I've never seen... Outside of Little Nicky, I've never I seen an. I can't imagine those. I can't imagine those hold up. That's the part of me's like that. Like it, well, that's the thing. I I would commit to that if I, I only I found a copy of Billy Madison in the internet dumpster last night right before going to bed. And I didn't have a chance to preview it. And there's plenty of things in the past where I've been like, that'll be a good idea for the podcast. And I sit down and watch it. I'm like, no, this will be a bad idea. So that's the thing. I haven't had a chance to preview. So I'll have to figure out. I'll figure out something in the next couple days, but. Yeah, I'm not quite yeah, sure. No, I might no ask rush. you, actually, you ask, sure. do you have any things that, you know, like, do you have suggestions for another thing that we've both seen and that we both like that we could do next week? Oh, I could probably think of something. Okay. I'll throw you some ideas. Oh, okay, but nothing off the top of your head. Damn, no. I'm even looking at my list of stuff now. Top Gun I want to do, but we can save that until the new Top Gun comes out. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of Robocop 2. Or not, no, wait. WrestleMania 2, but that's three, three hours. I, we had such a good time with that first <clears throat> WrestleMania, but that is so long. Um, yeah. Breaking. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure something. I'll figure out something. I could also think about things that are still just five. I'll maybe do. I don't know. We'll figure out. I got a couple ideas, but. I got back. We'll figure out something next week. And of course, people are always welcome to give us suggestions and stuff, too, but. Anyway. So he's Muldron on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast Twitter. TardyPodcast.com. Cuba Gobble Google. All that good stuff. Let us know what you think the best Adam Sandler movies are. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and do that. I mean, Austin Powers. Kind of such a huge list of it. I don't know why I'm obsessed with the idea of trying to, like... Because we... I mean, I was even thinking we did Con Air. Maybe we could do The Rock. Mm-hmm. There's, like, so many 90s movies that I don't know. Like, but yeah. as far as I know, they're all terrible. Like, there's all these 90s yeah. action movies, like like The Rock and Con Air and stuff. We did the Con Air, but that was okay. Not great. Yeah. And, like, the same thing with yeah. 90s comedies, like all the Adam Sandler stuff and, like, Austin Powers, where I'm like, um, I don't know. So. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Tippy-tongue. Yeah. Titty-tongue. Okay. tippy pop patoo This part we're going to throw ourselves out of an airplane and go parachuting. Just going to ragdoll out on the street. That would have been great. They robbed us of actually seeing the Muppets hurling in doll form through the air before pulling their parachutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so until next time, keep filling your holes with pop culture so long. Take care, guys. Menomina. <laughs>